What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out the Class Clown Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Patrick Christopher. Hopefully, you're doing well. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the Baba Cole Core Podcast Network. I do appreciate that. Uh, just another reminder, if you could like and subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts, that would be great. That would be helping out the podcast, the podcast network, and I do appreciate that. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're also on YouTube. I got a YouTube page uh, for uh, for the podcast, the Baba Code Core YouTube channel. If you can like and subscribe on there as well, that would be awesome. Thank you in advance for doing that. And uh, yeah, uh, you could reach out to me or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your homie Pat, uh, or you can email me at your homie Pat at gmail.com. Uh, you can send any questions, comments, uh, anything. If you want to share something uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, or you just want to reach out to me about uh, comedy bookings or anything you got uh, to 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 ask, uh, go ahead and send it there to uh, your homie Pat at gmail dot com. Uh, everything you can find at babacoolcore dot com. That's for all the podcasts. That's for uh, anything that if I have shows coming up, I'll also post it on there. But uh, as long as you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, um, that's where I usually update the information uh, for any shows or anything that I got coming up uh, for that. So, yeah, uh, on today's podcast, I sit down with the local comedian Christopher Breckel. Uh, We talked about comedy for a little bit. Uh, We talked about uh, uh, drinking uh, uh, and also uh, sobriety. Uh, we talked about that about a little bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this was a good conversation. I do want to let you know, if you are watching this on YouTube, there was uh, the last 30 minutes uh, or so of the podcast is just audio. Uh, I had ran out of memory on my SD card, which I do apologize for, but it was still a great conversation. The audio uh, is fine. The audio came out just fine. Uh, but the video... Uh, it cuts out at the 30 minute mark, 31 minute mark, uh, because I don't clear my, uh, my SD cards like I should, you know? Um, so I'm going to be more, uh, more on top of that. A little bit better, be better about that. So I do apologize to Christopher Breckel about the video, not, uh, being out there, the whole start to finish of the video. Uh, but either way, it was still a good conversation. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy this. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it with my uh, conversation with uh, Christopher Beckel. A lot of stuff happening in Austin, huh? A lot of stuff happening in Austin. I'm just trying to go up there just because it's more spots. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot more spots up there. So, I've been going up there on Mondays and hitting open mics and then you know trying to be like hey remember me don't forget about me um and trying to do some spots but 
Yeah, I think that's all I got to promote as far as, I don't know, come to the Tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even promote myself anymore. Just come to the Blind Tiger. Uh, oh, yeah, well, Twitter, Instagram, social media. What are you, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on on Instagram, I'm at Freckle, which is F-R-E-A-K-E-L-L, just my last name with an F instead of a B. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Insta- uh, Twitter, I'm at Breckle Garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, whatever. That's I'm cool. probably mostly on Instagram more than Twitter. Uh, sorry to freak out about the drinking. I was like, "Are you back? Are you off the wagon again?" Because I know that that was a thing. And, uh, so I was no, like, no, that's good. Hey, uh, keep me in check, man. If you if you see me drinking, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, "Are you okay?" Should, really should I turn everything off? Big swig. What's up, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> Brewed in Austin. Oh, is it an Austin thing? You just like claiming Austin? Is, is there? A I don't want to be at all. You know, on? it's like I. Austin's a weird place. I don't like it. The reason I like San Antonio so much, like I grew up in the Dallas area. Um, so like Plano, which is like very much just the same, just like white people everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, moved down to San Antonio and it was like almost like a culture shock. Cause like I was not the majority anymore. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And like, I kind of love that just because I don't know. You just feel it kind of puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit and uh-huh. like keeps you on your toes a little bit. And like, as far as far as like comedy goes too i think it makes you like a stronger comic because you're not playing to people who are like exactly like you uh-huh. um i feel like austin is a little bit <laughs> they act like they're super progressive city but it's like this majority young white people mm-hmm. um and so like it's i don't every time i'm back there i do feel a little bit like I just feel like everyone looks like they're wearing, like every dude there looks like he's wearing shorts, a tight t-shirt, and then like tattoos and facial hair. And it's like, man, you guys, I couldn't tell you apart if it was in a lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's just something about being in a city like that that just makes me like, I don't know, like slightly uncomfortable. Like you're like, you're you're all too much in your own lane, Uh you know, like there's not enough like diversity in thought. Uh, But as far as... I do like the city, you know, yeah. like it's fun. I guess I'm saying all this because like part of me is like, man, maybe I'll move to Austin at some point, you know, just because it's a bigger scene as far as comedy goes and maybe like more opportunity. Yeah. It's also, it's like, what kind of place do I want to live in? You know what I yeah. mean? Do I want to live in like a place where everyone kind of feels like me? It's, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's like pretty hipster. Everyone thinks they're like, yeah, yeah. this shit. You know what I mean? And it like, is a hipster move for sure. It's a hipster move and like it's bizarre, but it does, you know, it's nice. I mean, like, what? They have, like, fucking five or six open mics, like, every night. And it's, like, it's just for, like, stage time alone, it seems nice. See, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, from San Antonio, it's not that far of a drive. But it's just, like, it's a long drive if you have a bad night. Like, if you have a bad night of oh. mics and stuff or a bad, like, set at a show. I can be like, five minutes away from my house and have a bad night. It's still a long-ass drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but for sure, yeah, definitely been times where I've, like, bombed in Austin or just not felt great about my sets. And then, like, that hour and a half home is like, all right, we're going to sit in silence. Yeah. So is a move uh, in your near future, like, a move to a different city, or Austin, or you even mentioned New York? I want to say, yeah. Like, a few, uh, move is in my near future, but I've also been saying a move is in my near future for, like, the last three years. You yeah. You know what I mean? I think for definitely, like, before COVID, like, it was ramping up to uh-huh. I was, like, definitely, like, I need to get out of the city um, just for, like, self-progression and just, like, growth. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, COVID happened. I think a lot of people, including myself, were just, like, forced to be, like, all right, I got to deal with where I'm at because I can't go anywhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? So it made me kind of reflect more and, like, put more focus on, like, what can I do while I'm here, you mm-hmm. know? So it made me a little bit less 
anxious to move or like feeling I need to move right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still definitely in the pipeline. Um, but then, you know, all those like other elements of like, I guess like security, you know, of like, like I'm, I'm nervous to move, you know, I'm nervous to be in a new place. I'm nervous figuring out like my job in that new, you know, yeah. figuring out your spot. It's also a thing of like, we're pretty much wherever I move right now, it's going to be like, I'm going to essentially be starting over in comedy mm-hmm. because like, I don't have enough, I don't have my own fan base or anything like that, you know, really. So it's like, basically you're just starting back over at like bottom tier. Mm-hmm. But I also think that would like push me a lot too, yeah. to be like, all right, well, at least I know I have some material that works, you know? So it's not like I'm starting over fresh where I don't know, you yeah. know I'm not getting up on mic being like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. But also everyone's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? He sucks. You know? And like, you're going to have to like reprove yourself. Yeah. And that's nice. You know, I think that ultimately is a good move. That is kind of cool. Yeah. It's like to have that, like, yeah, you're new in a new city, but you do have all this like material. So it's not like you you're new to the mic, you're the new guy, but you're fucking funny already, you know? Yeah. You just don't have any like uh any status status? Yeah, you have no Stasis, status. Whatever. I think it also is going to be a slap in the face too of being like, "Oh, I'm not that funny." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'm San Antonio funny or whatever. Yeah. But like I think it would also help you like push your material like a level further. I think it just like San Antonio does have a bit of like a cap of just like, I, th- it's like there's, we don't have a crazy amount of comics here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. probably like what, maybe like 15, 20 people who do it like dedicatedly. Yeah. You know, showing up at mics all the time and like trying to get booked on shows and like doing their shit. And like, I think ultimately you're going to push yourself and feel the need to be a lot better and like do it. If there's mm-hmm. like, you know, 500 people in the scene yeah um because you know you even if yourself. your shit's working you're gonna be like well 400 people shit's working better you know what yeah. i mean it's just easier to like feel like you're on top of like 20 people instead of on top of like 500 so like ultimately it's just gonna more competition is gonna push you to be harder yeah you know i don't know is that is that maybe i'm just too stuck into capitalism <laughs> <laughs> no but it, do, it does make sense like san antonio is a nice place to start because there aren't that many people and stuff but then you get stuck in that sense like oh i'm, I'm san antonio strong which when you go out anywhere else, it really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you know for sure. And like, also like, everywhere I go do com- every time I do comedy in a different city, yeah, I'm like, you have, you're like, oh, this is a different audience. Like, they're laughing at different stuff. They like yeah. a different pacing. They like a different feel. Um, you know, just to compare, like, you know. I guess Texas scenes like Austin, they feel like much more willing to like listen to you. Mm-hmm. So you can be a little bit more long winded. You can like. They're, all, they're, like, happy to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you go to Houston, it almost feels like a little bit more, like, arms crossed. Like, make me laugh, motherfucker. Really? You know what I mean? I, I feel so. There's, like, a little bit, uh, I don't know. I feel like they got a little, like, Houston people have a little more, like, chip on their shoulder. You know, big, a little bit bigger of a city. You know, they're a little more, like, tough. And so, like, yeah, you, I, it's almost, I feel like you got to fight a little bit more with the audience to, like, yeah. get them on board. Like, proved, you got to prove to them that you're funny. While Austin sometimes will give you a little bit more leniency. Like, all right, you're, you're doing your art. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, we're going to support your art. While Houston's like, hey, fuck your art. Make me laugh. But, you know. And then, like, San Antonio is almost like a mix of the two. But, like, San Antonio is also, like, it's much more like family city. So it's like very like, you know, most of the, uh, I feel like shows we're doing here is for like people who, you know, are like 
working class you know yeah. like they're just they got off of their fucking like construction job or like whatever doing their shit and they're just like oh we're gonna have a couple beers and laugh like don't be too sophisticated up there because we're not going to listen to your bullshit you know yeah. like, where's the punchlines? um so i think it definitely helps you in that case where like it con like san antonio constantly reminds me like it is about the punchlines and mm. these people are here to see comedy. They ultimately don't really give a shit about your opinion. You know what I yeah. mean? So like you can't just go up there and preach. You gotta, you gotta make sure you're being funny, you know? So like in that sense, I do think San Antonio has made me like a, a stronger comic than, I don't know, than maybe playing in front of an audience that is very much like, um, like I'm a, you know, whatever, pretty like, left-wing like progressive person which uh -huh. is i think more of like um there's more of that in, in austin than there is san antonio so tell me when i'm in austin i kind of feel like i'm more playing to people who are like-minded to me like or well, i might have flipped that but like in austin you know there's just, like a lot more white people in austin a lot more people like younger people and yeah. i'm also young and white so like it's just on that level i feel like they're almost more easily on board with my material because we're playing from a similar worldview while in san antonio i don't like a lot of catholic people a lot of like latino people a lot of people just different you know upbringing and worldview as me so it's like it's more about the funny because yeah. they're not going to be necessarily on board about my opinion mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so like i i like that aspect of it I do you just, do you change anything like the if you have a san antonio set and then okay you're going to austin do you change anything because of the austin crowd not really i think that like i usually more change like maybe like on stage if i'm not getting the feedback i want i mm. might like kind of switch it up a little bit i think that like Sometimes in Austin, I can, yeah, I'll be a little bit more casual or like, I'm not so worried about being like set up punch, set up punch, mm -hmm. set up punch. I have mm -hmm. like, a, you feel like you have a little bit more freedom to be like somewhat more loose mm -hmm. or like, um, you know, maybe I can talk about my day a little bit and then like, how does this material like fit into it? Well, like sometimes in San Antonio, I'm like, all right, let's get to the let's get to the point you know mm -hmm. what i mean like let's, let's cut all the fat and get in there um because like sometimes those austin crowds seem to i don't know they seem like they want to be there more so they're more willing to like let you talk you know it's almost like like san antonio it's hard to get crowds to come out you gotta yeah. like, almost like beg people you know yeah but like austin there's more of a fan base who just likes comedy mm -hmm. especially like support for like local comedy mm -hmm. while like in san antonio like yeah, LOL Comedy Club will fill up. You know when you have like Bob Saget out there, mm -hmm. but you know, like last night we did a show at like a coffee house, and it felt like we were begging people to come. You know, free show, <laughs> you can drink. You know, yeah. you know, we'll have all this shit, and also there'll be comedy. You know, but you just come for a good time, and you know, some asshole will talk to you for a bit. Yeah, know? it's like you almost had to trick him to come. Um, so yeah, I don't really change my material that much, um, but I might change my tone a little bit and sometimes it feels like you have to like be a little bit more performative in san antonio like they mm -hmm. want you to uh i don't know more pizzazz i guess exactly you know a little more act outs a yeah. little bit more like you got to sell the material a little bit more well a lot of my material is a bit more like dry mm -hmm. you know my sense of humor is just more like casual and dry mm -hmm. and not like you know, I don't know. I'm not fucking fluffy. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm yeah, not yeah. Gonna, I don't make a bunch of noises and like, you know, <laughs> flip the propeller on my head and shit. So. 
you know, uh, you know, maybe I'm just projecting a lot on these people too, and like they're all ultimately just like, hey, if you're funny, we're gonna laugh. You yeah, know? it does. You do get in your head a bit, being like, what do these people want? Um, I've heard something. I, I don't know if it's true. I haven't done too many mics in in Austin or shows at uh, at all in Austin, mm-hmm. but like. When you do, because I do a lot of like my wife this, my wife that, the wife this. They're like, maybe you should say my partner. Oh, okay, you know that's what I interesting. Mean? Yeah, yeah. So I know that wouldn't fly in San Antonio yeah. too much. Well, if you like, said that in San Antonio, it'd be like, all right, he's gay. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. they're that would almost be distracting to them in San Antonio. It feels yeah. like if you said partner, because they're like, why is this guy trying to be so goddamn progressive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my wife. I know he has a wife. You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. But you don't do a lot of relationship stuff, so you don't have like uh, you don't have to do that. My partner, this like you, there, there's nothing. Yeah. You, you don't have to like really change anything as far as like be woke PC kind of thing for a different. Yeah, like scene. a lot of my materials like that anyway. Like I say, significant other a lot in my in my shit. Um, and I guess that is like a. I mean, I, I guess it's just because the way I think. I'm just yeah. like I'm gonna be inclusive in my language or whatever because some people, you know don't think of them as like girlfriend or boyfriends or like whatever. So to me, it's just like, to me, it's a thought of like, I'm going to open the joke up uh-huh. so like more people can relate to it. Oh, okay. Um, but you're totally right. I think in some settings you say that and they just start judging you like, okay, this guy's trying to be inclusive. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. oh, we we're on a comedy show, not a fucking rally, you know? Yeah. So, Cause for me, it doesn't sound natural. Like, yeah, my, my partner, you know, this, uh, you know, rather than my wife, the wife, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't do the Borat voice. You know? <laughs> my wife, my partner. <laughs> you know? It's so funny when I say <laughs> Yeah, 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 my partner just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's also, like, significant other is such a funny phrase to me because, like, it almost sounds like it's like a ghost or some shit, like an other. Yeah. There's an other in there. Yeah. And it's a significant other. Yeah. Like, your house haunted right now? Yeah. Does anybody like, else my, see my this? Significant other? others in the bedroom. Like, oh, shit, dude, lock that bedroom. I don't, I don't want to come out to the living room. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, all that language is funny. Uh, so I don't know if you want to talk about this, but how you been feeling lately? Because you made a change, a lifestyle change. Yeah. Uh, recently, and I could take this out if you don't want to talk about it. But I'm interested in that though. Like, I, you talking about drinking stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that for sure. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's been like so. Been, February 2020 is when I stopped drinking. February. Um, okay. So that's like what, like a year and four months ish or whatnot. Yeah. Um. I'm going to start by saying it feels good. It's like a positive change in my life. Yeah. That does not mean that it is not still like a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah, that is, uh, you know, you just want that release and mm-hmm. like avoidance that alcohol gives you. Um, and yeah, all those feelings don't give a, go away. But like straight up, I was for sure an alcoholic and like I am glad i am no longer like living in that constant loop of like yeah. getting fucked up getting hung over feeling crazy guilty mm-hmm. and then like just all right i feel guilty and shitty let's drink again and that just going on and on and on um so to be like out of that loop um feels super nice but yeah also you know like last night i really wanted to drink badly mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. um you know it's summertime it's like weird it's weird because there's so many different like kind of triggers in that. Um, there's like happy triggers of like, yo, I'm by the pool. I want a margarita. It's hard as shit. And that's yeah. like a positive. And then there's also like the sad triggers like, well, it's fucking, you know, 
11 o'clock on a Monday. I feel sad. I don't mm. like my life. I want to get fucked up in my house. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's like, that's all very, you know, still a process. Um, with not drinking, it has just given me a bunch more capacity in my life to deal with shit. Mm -hmm. Like what I often tell people is like when I... <laughs> I thought I would stop drinking and it would like solve all the problems in my life. You know, yeah. Like, alcohol is my only problem. Yeah. Uh, but then like you stop drinking and you realize like the only thing that you solved was your drinking problem. <laughs> and now you actually have to deal with all this shit that you avoided <laughs> yeah. through yeah. alcohol. So it like almost was like, all right. It was like, you know, you go like through like a honeymoon phase, right? When you stop drinking. Yeah. And like the first like kind of like the first month where you're like, fuck yeah. I'm doing it. I did like, 30 I, days. I feel amazing. Yeah. I'm fucking working out. I have all this extra energy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you feel very positive. You feel like you made this positive change. And then, like, you know, about, like, after a month or so, like, all of your other problems start creeping back in again. Mm -hmm. Of just, like, whatever. Family stuff, work stuff, self-loathing, um, you know, just all the stuff you used alcohol to, like, deal with start creeping back in you're like fuck i miss my pacifier you know what yes. i mean like i miss my comfort blanket yeah uh, um and so like that is like a different transition i think like my hardest point in drink of so far of like not drinking is like it was like 10 months in because like i i was feeling really good i was feeling like i felt really good about where i was in life and kind of like my mental state and then like one morning i woke up and i was it was like a friday morning and i felt good um and i was like dancing in my apartment you yeah. know and i was like listening to music and all of a sudden like uh, like a feeling just like washed over me and i was like i want to get fucked up right now yeah. like i want to get wasted and i didn't understand that feeling because i was like i don't feel bad you know like i don't want to like i don't feel sad and i want to drink i feel happy and i want to drink like why do why am i why do i feel good and happy but still want to drink and like that shit lasted with me like all day mm -hmm. and then i tried to get like i tried to do like my kind of routine shit to get me out of that mindset while i would go like work out and i think i would, like went to the skate park and like skateboarded and I could not break the feeling. I was like, Damn. I am like, cannot stop thinking. My mouth is watering. Like I cannot break this like urge to drink. And I finally called like, a, like a, like a sober buddy or whatever to like talk about it or whatever. Someone I have not really had been talking to for very much at all in my, like my sobriety. And like I called him and he's, you know, a guy who's been sober for like eight years. And he was like, yeah, He's like, of course you want to drink when you're happy. That's what you used to do to celebrate your happiness. Yeah. And just someone saying that to me was like, oh, yeah, of course. That's why I want to drink, you know. But, like, it, it's, like, kind of um, in the not drinking process, you have to, like, relearn almost, like, how your brain works. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, And, like, you, like, figure out all these, like, different paths and, like, weird things your brain would do with alcohol mm -hmm. that you just didn't realize you were doing because for some of us it's that's an identity that's our identity yes. is to be the drinker to be the alcoholic you know for like, sure to be the person constantly recovering from a night yeah. of heavy drinking like yeah. that that like i'm going through that now yeah. you know and I, I i hate it and i'm just like but i know like I know why I do it. I, I do it to escape stuff that I don't want to deal with mm -hmm. mentally, physically stuff, anything that like, I just want to take a break from, yeah. but I'm just pushing stuff aside and I'm fucking hating myself doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could ever be a person to like be a hundred percent sober all the time, but I mm -hmm. do, I do think that it would benefit me to fucking stop drinking for a while. Yeah. 
it's um but I'm too, it might I'm, you know what I, I mean but I'm too afraid to like find out like well then without that what do you who are you mm, yeah you know See, yeah I, mean? I know a hundred percent what you mean because absolutely a hundred percent my identity was alcohol yeah, um yeah. and like that was another big reason of me wanting to stop drinking because mm-hmm. I like hated the fact that like oh everyone associates me with alcohol yeah. you know like whatever <laughs> you know they're hung over and they're basically like ah chris knows chris knows what i'm talking about and i'm just over there like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> you know like yeah. and like i kind of hated that of like all of my i realized all of my friendships all of my social interactions like they all revolved around alcohol yeah. um and so like i was unbelievably scared to stop drinking because i was like i'm gonna have to change everything everything in my life yeah. um and that is what i've had to do and like it is severely affected my relationships with people like i'm not friends with some people that i used to be friends with i'm mm-hmm. not mm, yeah, my family dynamic has changed a lot um just all these because like that's how i related to people you mm-hmm. know you can't like you have good friends and like the only time i saw those friends is like all right let's go to happy hour and now i'm like hey i uh can't go to happy hour you know what yeah. i mean and they're like oh well what are we gonna do like twiddle our thumbs on your couch and like yeah i guess so <laughs> you know yeah um but in that effect it, it take it, it it um well f- well first off i will say like my life was unmanageable on alcohol mm-hmm. um and like i knew that um and i had to like accept that to kind of except the fact that I needed to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I do believe myself to be a hundred percent like an alcoholic, which I also believe is a genetic thing. It also runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And I do not believe I can drink like a normal person. This is very much like AA speak and like, yeah. you know, 12 step kind of like speaking like, but like, so like, I do not, I wish I could drink like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go out for dinner and have like, you know, a glass of wine or like two glasses of wine and then uh, go home and go to sleep. Yeah. But like, I have never been able to drink that way. And like a hundred percent, I can't count how many times I've gone to dinner with someone and then been like, all right, where do you guys want to go next? And I either get those people to go with me and drink harder. Or if they don't, I'm like, peace, I'm going to go drink by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll go to a bar and I'll go get fucked up. Um, and it's like it was also one of those things where it was like it would be like a Monday night and yeah. like, I would be like whatever going to like an open mic and I was like alright I'll have like one Lone Star at this open mic and then before I knew it I was fucking four Lone Stars and five shots deep and blacked out on a Monday mm-hmm. you know and I just mm-hmm. did not have the control to stop myself and yeah I accepted that eventually and realized like I cannot drink normally. Um, Mm -hmm. I have an addiction and um, really where the willpower comes in is me choosing not to drink because Mm -hmm. as soon as I do drink, all that shit's out the window. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I kind of just had to believe that and accept that and it feels really unfair. Mm -hmm. And in in a way, and the way I see it, it is unfair. It's a disease. You know, like I have a disease, which is alcoholism, um, but doesn't mean I can get rid of that disease you know i kind of have to like to deal with it um so that's just how i like look at it and it took that ex- it took 
realizing that and like believing that mm -hmm. to myself and actually believing that because a lot of time I like try to tell myself that but didn't really believe it. Like, no, no, I can moderate. Yeah. I can moderate. Yeah. Like I tried to stop drinking for like a month once and I got like, it was so funny. It was like, it's so stereotypical, like alcoholic. Like I was like, yeah, you know, I've been drinking too heavy. I'm going to take one month off, you know, just to, just to get back on, you know, so yeah. I can, so I can enjoy drinking again. And I got maybe like, I think I went like a week and a half, no drinks. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was like one night after a show, probably at the Tiger, I was like, all right, well, it's been a, it's been a long night. I'm going to have one beer, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to get drunk. I'm just going to have one beer. And then I would have one beer. And then like once that kind of gate was opened, the next you know, time I was at an open mic, I was like, all right, I'll have one beer. And that lasted for about a week where mm -hmm. I was just having one beer. Yeah. And then I was at like Oak Hills one night and there was like a, like a newer comic who was like, you know, trying to talk to me or whatever. And he's like, oh man, can I buy you a drink? And I'd already had my one Lone Star. And yeah. I was like, yeah, man, you can buy me a drink. <laughs> but now I have my second Lone Star. Now we're out back and we're talking, sitting at a table. You know, he's being real nice. He's asking me about comedy. I'm enjoying the conversation. And he's like, man, you want another one? I'm like, yeah, I want yeah, another one. Yeah, and yeah. I had another one. And then, like, you know, then we're doing shots. And all of a sudden, you know, I after whatever, three weeks, I was fucking fucked up on a Wednesday at a bar. You yeah. know, and I, like, could not, I could not make the month. I could not do it. I wanted to do it. Could not do it. And, like... That's just one example of like multiple times where I tried to like cut back and just couldn't do it. So like it was literally just trial and error over and over again when I was eventually like, I cannot drink like a normal person. Yeah. This is not how it's going to happen. How has um, being sober helped with uh, with writing and, and performing? Um, well, that was crazy too because like uh, it's helped immensely because it's put focus back onto comedy. Mm -hmm. I was doing a thing, and this is another like classic thing of like alcoholics is like uh, I was counting drinks. So like, you know, I might have like two shows on like a Friday or something. I'm like, all right, well, my first show is at eight o'clock and my second show is at 10 o'clock. So I can have one drink before my eight o'clock show <laughs> yeah. and then I can have one drink while on stage at the eight o'clock show and I'll still be good. And then I can probably have one drink in between the eight and the 10 and then I'll still be okay to be on stage and like present. And then as soon as the 10 o'clock is over, I can get as fucked up as I want. Now mm -hmm. I can drink like I want. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just going to go get fucked up. And what sucks about that is I'm thinking way more about drinking than yeah. comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not, what is the intention of me even going out? Do I give a shit about these shows or I just give a shit about, and I did, obviously you want to do well in the thing, but like that addiction is so much playing in the back of my head where mm -hmm. it's like almost impossible to focus on other shit you know what i mean and then you start feeling guilty you know like on the second show at you know you're about to go up and you're like man i'm a little bit more buzzed than i wanted to be mm -hmm. the other hard part about that is like people like me when i'm drunk um i've had way more people tell me they like me and think i'm funny <laughs> when i'm drunk on a yeah. patio than when i am sober on a patio you know like I fucking quit drinking and then like Joey like what did I say he was like man the first time I realized I liked you you were fucked up singing karaoke and I was like okay god damn it <laughs> you know uh, what I mean yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. identity is coming back to you and you feel like you're stripped of that um, another thing is like I have bad social anxiety you know like I am uh, hesitant to give people my real personality and like who I am because I don't want to be judged you mm. know what I mean so mm -hmm. like alcohol kind of gave me that confidence mm -hmm. to be like well fuck it you know they like me if they like me you know I'm being more like off the cuff and like saying stuff that you know maybe I'm not super comfortable saying in front of other people so like what I realized though too is like well alcohol is not 
alcohol is just like a, my shortcut. I'm taking mm -hmm. a shortcut to be like my real self, you know, and to like be vulnerable and open with people and like, so like now I'm at a point where like I feel much more comfortable talking to people. Mm -hmm. I feel way more comfortable like giving my real opinions and being vulnerable and like letting people know because I stopped using the crutch of alcohol to get me there. Yeah. Like I had it like over the last year and a half, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to stop cutting up with people and like being funny or like, you know, I want to have real conversations. So I just going to have to be vulnerable with these people and like, you know, not have the crutch of the alcohol to give me the confidence to do it. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like a lot, um, I feel like a shit ton more present in my life of just like, I'm actually here like participating mm -hmm. instead of just like coasting and literally being blacked out sometimes and not being there and present in your life. And like it's I've had way it's enhanced my relationships with people a bunch. And it also I just like almost feel less boring because I'm like, all right, sometimes I'll push people to have a real conversation because yeah. like I used to like <laughs> I used to use alcohol to like be entertained. Yes. You know, like I would go on like a date with someone and be like, well, I'm not really enjoying what the <laughs> shit you're saying. So uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'll take and take like a, sh a shot at the bar and I'll come back and I'll be like, All right, I'm in a good mood now. Say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know, I'll just make, I'll just go along with it. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing that multiple times going to parties where I'm like, man, I don't really want to be at this party. I'm just going to get fucked up. And like now I just go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I'm like, oh, I don't want to be at this party. I'm just going to go home yeah. because I'm like actually now prioritizing what I want to do instead of just doing the things that I think I need to do. Yeah. Um, so like all of that is been crazy positive. Um, and like, those are things, but those are also things I constantly have to remind myself of mm -hmm. when I have like crazy urges to drink yeah. and being like, Hey man, you're gonna, <laughs> you want this like release right now, but like it, it's going to turn into you fucking hating yourself for like months. Yeah. You know? So like, don't do it. Yeah. Um, are you doing it on your own, or have you, do you go to meetings? Or? Uh, I go to meet. Uh, yes, I do go to meetings. I don't go to meetings regularly. Uh -huh. um, it, it is something that I kind of like go back and forth on. There's a lot of. I feel weird about talking about it because it is like anonymous. So oh, like, I don't yeah, want like, too don't much to, of it. But like, it, it, to a sense of like, there's not everything in the program. Like, I don't a um, hundred percent, I guess, relate to. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like it was kind of going back and forth on me of like. I don't know if this is helping me or if this is just making me like more stressed out about what's going, what's happening. Um, I do find that like, there's a lot of things that I've pulled from that, that uh -huh. I can still constantly use, which are things of like, uh, writing like gratitude list and stuff like that. Or like things you're thankful for, uh, being very open and honest to your friends. I always, I let my friends, because like, my close, my close group of friends know how I'm feeling. So mm. if I am like, struggling with like not drinking that day or something then like i'll let them know that so like they're aware of it um i, I try to be way more honest with my friends outside of drinking i'm just like this is how i'm feeling or like this is what i'm not telling you or like mm -hmm. because like all of those things are kind of what triggers me wanting to drink it's mm -hmm. like oh man i'm scared to have this conversation with this person so like instead of like dealing with my emotions and how i'm feeling i'll just go get fucked up and i just won't care about yeah. it yeah you know but now i'm kind of like all right i need to call my friend and like talk to them about you know <laughs> whatever i'm dealing with or like you know, they said something to me that like sat with me the wrong way, or I feel like a weird tension about you, and like or, 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 I feel like you're mad at me, and I want you know, I like I have to be a little bit more upfront with people about yeah. that, so I don't like fall in. So like that, and also just like setting routines, like 
um that's a big part of it now too you know like i i work out like regularly now because like that's like a release it's like a way to get like endorphins up and like mm. a way to get out of my head and like mm. that's shit i just never did before because i would just use alcohol for all of that you know and, like whatever i'm like looking for like a therapist right now of like yeah it just like makes you take stock of like all right well i'm gonna actually have to deal with my mental health instead of just like avoiding everything yeah and so um but yeah what's so like nice about like meetings and shit is like people who don't drink heavily or like uh, are not alcoholics have a, a very difficult time relating to you when you're talking about this some stuff sometimes so mm. i can like talk to my friends about these like urges and like how i'm feeling and stuff like that but they can only relate to it so much and they can be uh like sympathetic to it um like because they're my friend and they care for me but they don't really understand where i'm coming from yeah um and they also if you don't deal with like addiction like you don't understand what, what i'm saying when i'm like no 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 like i can't think of anything else right now yeah. like I, it is like overwhelmingly uh, feeling like this and like also like right when i stopped drinking i did have a lot of friends who like drank with me who don't have a, a problem with drinking and mm -hmm. who are just like well, just have a beer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what, what you, you can just have like one beer. Yeah. And me being like, you don't understand what you're saying to me right now. And you're <laughs> almost like gaslighting me. You know what I mean? Because like, I cannot have just one yeah. beer. And I know that you think that I can. And you think that like, it's just a thing of like willpower. But like, literally, I have one beer and everything else will go out the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I will fucking destroy my life. And I will want to destroy my life. I used to get to a thing of like alcohol where like, I would get like, you know, enough in where literally I would think in my head, like burn it all down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I was like, did not care. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I would drive drunk. I would fucking say mean shit to people. Um, I would go home and just like fucking throw shit around my house and stuff like that because like I was upset with my life and I was just let you know and I was avoiding all that so like I would get to a point of close enough to like a you know essentially like a blackout where I was just like all of those inside feelings were coming outward and I'm just like yeah fuck it all I don't care about my life um I don't want to live in this life yeah um and then so like now you gotta actually like deal with those feelings now I do have a bit more capacity it's crazy now of like when I get urges to drink um i can identify them now of where that feeling's coming from when i couldn't previously do that mm. i'd just be like oh i want to drink you know what i mean but now i'm like i really want to drink right now and i'll like think about it and be like all right well i you know i had that awkward conversation with my coworker at work and like i feel like they're mad at me and like i want you know it's like all that stuff i can mm. start to identify why it is and that's very helpful and just pinpointing and being like oh no i don't want to be drunk right now i want to be out of this feeling you yes. know what i mean and so now yes. i can like realize that and i have more routines that will help me get out of that so then i'll maybe i'll fucking do some yoga or like go for a walk or like you know go sit at a coffee shop and get a coffee and like journal for a bit you know which is like it's so funny to me that i'm so uh I so did not do this before that like talking about self-help stuff like mm. almost makes me feel like a like a loser or some shit like oh we can't talk about self-help but like literally that's what I do now I do like self-help stuff and like I we, get that release it just takes a lot longer it does feel silly sometimes like even like when you like the affliction that you had like I do yoga I yeah, go for a yeah, walk. Yeah. like we do that thing to kind of like yeah in here it's serious like yes. yoga is serious to me but I don't want to sound like I'm taking myself too seriously <laughs> so I'll say 
yoga, yeah, yeah, yeah. journal, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to put that inflection on it. Like, I know, guys, I know this is ridiculous, but, I, but I'm trying a, to help myself. But yeah. it is a real thing. It is a real, like, uh, way that you spend your time to not do the alcohol thing. Yeah. It is very serious. It's to take, super like, serious. And it's funny that, like, um, it's funny because everyone knows that, and they know that, like, those things in your life do become overwhelming and you need a release and you need to check in on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, I used to do a lot of alcohol material about drinking material. And that's mm -hmm. why everyone like, they kind of like love that because they all relate to it. They all, they all, everyone's kind of using alcohol in a similar way as like a release, mm -hmm. you know, like fuck, I've had a long day at work. I want this and I want to do that. So like people do understand mental health on that level. They just don't understand it maybe necessarily like healthy ways, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and I'm also not like a person who's like completely like anti-alcohol. Mm -hmm. People who can drink normally and like do it, like yeah, there's nothing wrong with, in my point of view of like going out to a happy hour, going out you know on a Saturday night and enjoying your night and going to the club and getting fucked up and yeah. going home. It's just like for me, it starts on Saturday and ends next Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so like it doesn't work for me. Um, but as far as, but it's funny that when we do talk about other ways to get a release, like yoga, like running, like journaling, whatever, yeah, you feel ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, wh why? Because it's not like a cool thing. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's also, you start to get these images. Like, I start, it's like hard for me to tell people I do yoga because I just imagine them thinking me in my house and like fucking yoga tights, and like a man bun, you know what I mean? And like me listening, you know, having fucking oils burning and shit like it. <laughs> yeah. and i'm like no it's not like that you know what i mean like i don't know but it is kind of like that yeah. <laughs> like, i do have essential oils in my house and like a fucking candles and like fucking sometimes i take a bath you know and it's like i don't know i enjoy all those things i just don't enjoy people picturing me doing those things um so it's it's very strange but what's also funny about it is like with me having stopped drinking and I'm much more vulnerable about those like struggles now and like just talking to people like I could not have this conversation with you like three months into not drinking you know yeah. because I just hadn't accepted it as yeah. part of my identity and I was still really loathing the loss or not loathing but like grieving the loss of that identity mm -hmm. you know of um of losing alcohol as like a per person and I also I have this like weird glorification of like those kinds of people of like the like the beat writers like Bukowski and like mm -hmm. J.D. Salinger and like mm -hmm. all that like kind of shit of like no I deal with my problems by locking myself in my room <laughs> drinking a bottle of whiskey smoking cigarettes and writing down my thoughts you know yeah. and like that's how I'm gonna plow through life. And it's a weird glorification thing I did like as a child like I started that shit when I was young mm -hmm. of just being like yeah those are the people that. Like the people who are cynical and like have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about the world, like those are the cool people. And now I look at people who like, I don't know, who like do work out and do have positive routines and things. I'm like, damn, those are the people. Yeah. Those are the people we should be aspiring to be. Yeah. I don't know why I needed to be this like, felt like the only cool way to live life is to be like a cynical, you know, jaded motherfucker. Yeah. And like, it's weird that you just like want to be that, you know, you want to be like in, the, it's almost like being in the cool group or something. But it's like, actually, you know what I'd rather really do is like, I don't know, not want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what, like, you know, I would much rather um, go on a pleasant walk and then be up at four in the morning drinking fucking shitty ass beer and well whiskey by myself. Yeah. You know? Um, so if it's going to come off that like, 
I'm some kind of loser because I would like to do yoga and take baths. Like I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Down. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. think of me as a loser. At least I do not hate myself yeah. because I used to fucking hate myself. So like, it's just like you, it's much, it's very much like, as you're saying of like reframing your identity in your head and being sure. like, man, I've been telling a narrative about myself like over and over again. Like I am this person. I am the jaded person. I am like, we got to be the cynical person in the room. And then just being one day being like, no, I want to be happy. I'm, yeah. I'm going to choose happiness. Actually, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to try to move down that path because this crazy binge drinking I'm doing is not getting me there. It's not yeah. fucking working. Anymore. Yeah, it's not working. And it's funny because it did used to work. You know? Yeah, like when it works, like you're just like, I'm, okay, I'm hungover, but like I really, I really felt good last yeah. night. Yeah, I really felt great last yeah. night. You know, I had a lot of fun last night, but I feel like garbage today. And sometimes, and this this is just for me. Sometimes I rather feel hungover than just not knowing why am i so sad today mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad today because i'm hungover mm-hmm. as opposed to like i'm sad today why yeah so it, it, it gives you the avoidance yeah, yeah. even the hung, even the hangover gives you the yeah. avoidance, which is funny yeah. like i'm not really depressed i'm hungover mm-hmm. and then sometimes i'm like I, why didn't drink last night? Why do I? <laughs> why do I feel this sadness still? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Why do I feel hungover? Yeah. You know, you're just depressed. Exactly. Uh, and it's nice to have that like tangible. Um, it's nice to have something else to blame it on. Exactly. And that's like that's huge. Um, and that's I guess kind of going back to like what I was saying about you realize that like you know stop drinking only solves your drinking problem Mm -hmm. but yeah it used to be and because of that it used to just be something you blamed for everything you know Mm -hmm. it was so much easier to be like oh no i was a shithead last night because i was drunk yeah like whatever i'm not doing well at work because i'm drunk or like this you know xyz a billion and two reasons you can always blame it back on drunk john mulaney has a great joke about this actually i think in one of his first specials but he's like you lose your best excuse when like you uh, i'm gonna butcher the joke but you lose your best excuse when you stop drinking because like you used to be able to call people the next morning and be like hey man i'm sorry i was so annoying and loud last night i was really drunk and now you just be like to be like hey man i'm sorry i was so loud and annoying last night that's just the person i am <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like that's how it feels sometimes because like i am still like loud and opinionated and like stupid you yeah. know and i'm just doing that because that's me now and yeah. i have to be like he's sorry i like laid into you so hard last night i was just on one you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't know i was just in a weird mood um yeah and it's like yeah you i missed that crutch i miss having for that. sure long um <laughs> long story short from your question is yes my life is a hell of a lot better from it <laughs> yeah but it doesn't mean that like the struggle of it has really gone away by any means it's gotten better yeah i think and like I also, you know, whatever. This is all like a process too. And like, you know, like maybe I will like drink again. But like in my head, it will be like a relapse. It won't be like I'm doing so. Like okay, I'm ready to drink again. Yeah. It will be like oh something happened and I do it. Because like what I was going back to say, I do truly believe that like I'm an alcoholic and I cannot manage my life when I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Um. And so like, I think that like. I even have the thought of like if I did start drinking again, it might be fine for like several years, um, or like for a couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I would get back right into like the routines, and it would fucking ruin my life again. You yeah. know what I mean? Then you gotta start all over. Yeah, like it was bad. Like I, I could tell you sit here and tell you stories of like crazy shit that I was doing in my life, but it was just like me just fucking bad. Like one time I left like a, uh, I got home, 
this was a weekday. It like maybe like a, I think it was like a Thursday night, mm-hmm. and uh, got to like some open mics, and then stayed and like drank by myself, you know, and like you know closed the bar out by myself. Fucking wasted. Drove home. Got home. Was like I'm hungry. Put on a can of soup on the gas stove. Went to my bed. Passed out. Woke up eight hours later. Oh. Stove still on. Fucking black. You know, in the pan, I had to like throw out the pan. I could have burned my house down and killed myself. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like those kinds of things where it's like, no, this is like, and that's what I'm saying, like ruining my life. You know what I mean? Like, I you, I just lose all ability to like have control over any situation because yeah. of alcohol, and like literally, I would do things that would severely affect my life. Um, and I just was like, man, I don't. I do not trust myself with alcohol yeah. uh, at all. And like, I never will trust myself with alcohol because I know that that kind of flip is always a possibility mm. and it will always happen. It's just a matter of when that flip will happen. You yeah. Know? Um, I well, good for you, man. I mean, th- <laughs> th- thanks for sharing. Like I'm, I'm very inspired. Like I do want to, I don't think I could ever stop 100% stop drinking, but I do want, I do need to be better about it because I, I can't do like that one, two drinks mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, like I have to like, I'll finish a bottle in a weekend, you okay. know, and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and my wife would be like, why do you do this to yourself? Cause I'll wake up like in pain. Mm-hmm. She's like, why do you do this to yourself? I was like, I, I don't like myself yeah. a lot of the times. God. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, yeah, I fucking hated myself and I'm trying to get over like hating myself, but yeah. like, the self-loathing I had while drinking was just, I didn't even understand how crazy mm-hmm. it was until I kind of got out of that. But I was like, damn, I literally fucking hate myself. And it's like intense. Um, and I don't like that feeling. Um, yeah. It's like trying to figure out, I guess like, you know, I just got to a point where I was like, man, I don't want to hate myself anymore. So like, let's figure out some stuff to think more positively about myself. Um, there was something else that you just said that I was thinking about. Um, you having the bottle thing. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so cool, man. I, so I, you did share a lot with that. I, I do appreciate the, you sharing your, your journey with, with uh, sobriety. Yeah. Very oh, what I was going to say, okay. yeah, or like about that too, is like I'm not this – my personal experience is like my personal experience with alcohol. Yeah. Like I'm not here to – Sometimes when I talk about like this kind of shit or whatever, I feel like some people feel like judgment off of it or mm. like, you know, start to compare their like shit to my shit. I did this is I do not think about like my journey into this as like some kind of like map that other people should be following or like, you no. know what I mean like that or like and also like my drink relationship to alcohol is different from everyone else's drinking of alcohol. And like some people are like alcoholics and some people need to refocus on, you know, why are they drinking so heavily? You mm-hmm. know, just like finding out what's the balance for you. Yeah. And I tried, I did that for a long time and like tried to change my relationship with alcohol. And eventually I just got fucking tired of putting focus into that. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm just going to cut it all out so I can live my life. Yeah. Uh, because I got tired of, trying to figure out how to live my life with it mm-hmm. um so to that point i guess i'm just saying man, don't fucking you don't need to like shit on yourself because you're feeling like someone's doing something that you're not doing or whatever i think it's all i think it is very much an individual process which is like yeah for sure you know what i mean yeah. yeah uh so cool so we'll do the three questions and uh we'll wrap it up and i think oh, you, kinda, yeah, yeah. you already like touched on it with the <laughs> yeah. with the whole alcohol thing <laughs> sorry no no, no. for a while no it's it's, it's yeah. fine i mean i appreciate uh you talking about it and stuff uh 
So the first question, uh, what's something that you're afraid of? What's something I'm afraid of? Um, it was funny because when you you sent me over these questions like beforehand, and I'll, has it all been all comics on here so far on yeah. this podcast? So far, yeah. That's why I'm like, man, did we all have like the same thing of like not being liked? <laughs> like that's like everyone's no, fear of like no. That. I mean, somebody brought up uh, being forgotten. Okay, yeah, that uh, was also another one I was thinking about. For yeah, sure. yeah. This like I used to have like a dream when I was like a child of like, man, I want to be like in history books. You know what I mean? I want to do something so significant where like people are going to have to like read about me later, which I have less about that. What is a fear about being forgotten and like not having a legacy and like, you know, ending that. What I was going to say, though, one fear that I definitely do have is not um, is kind of getting stuck in the rut of life and not actually pursuing my dreams and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, you know, we started out this about talking about like dreams of moving and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I like my job. Um, I like the organization I work for, but I did not want to do what I'm currently doing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, it was just a very, I think it's a very easy thing that people fall into because you ultimately need a paycheck to live your life. Yeah. So like, you're just like, it's very hard to like take the leap um, and like drop your security systems so you can pursue the things you actually want to do. Mm -hmm. And I have a real fear of being <laughs> whatever my age right now and not having done the things I want to do. And I do feel like that a little bit of like, man, I haven't really given full commitment and like faith in myself mm -hmm. and like allowed myself to pursue comedy in the way i want to pursue comedy because i'm too worried to like give up my day job i'm too worried about like losing my securities i also like my securities i you know uh, i live in a one-bedroom apartment by myself mm -hmm. i'm sure as fuck not paying through that through comedy you know i'm yeah. paying through that through my day job mm -hmm. um so like i guess kind of giving up your comfort zones to like pursue your dream in the way you want to and like taking away that um the, the security net or like the net, you know? Um, and that is a big fear of mine of like, I guess both of those. I, I was going to, because the next question is the worried, right? Can yeah. I jump ahead? Because these are kind of combined. No, they, could, they yeah, all combine, yeah. really. Okay. So like the fear is me um, being 50 years old, um, working a job I don't want to work in and having a family that I don't want to be a family in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I've just gotten trapped into this like, american capitalism lifestyle of like i'm in a shit ton of debt and i'm working a job to pay for all this shit that i don't want anyway yeah. you know and like you know i got a house payment a car payment i gotta pay for my kids all my kids shit and like i'm not even experiencing or enjoying my life mm -hmm. you know i'm just essentially waiting for retirement and really just waiting for death you know what i mean like that is a fear of mine um, do you do that because of outside perspectives or you do that because you yourself want to feel the security of it you know do you feel like you have to I live up the to security this? yeah okay. so um i because like for me i feel like i i'm worried about what other people see me as so oh, i okay. need to have like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the good job the stable job oh, the health insurance you know but oh, you're saying so interesting you're saying it's more from the inside it is more from the inside okay. of like needing that security and i think that comes a bit from my upbringing mm -hmm. um like my uh parents never i kind of grew up like lower middle class um not like crazy poor by any means but money was always definitely a thought it was a very stressful thing in my house all the mm -hmm. time of like how are we going you know it was 
very much so like kind of paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. um and then like um both of my parents lost their jobs at the same time right in the 2008 recession both of my parents lost their jobs at the same uh time they were going through a divorce and then they like both filed for like bankruptcy you know Mm -hmm. and like i i had to get a job to um well for sure to do anything i want to do you know i was like around like 15 16 at that time and like i wanted to start like driving and stuff like that so to pay for any of my own shit i for sure needed jobs but i also needed felt a sense of needing my own money so i did not have to put any more pressure on my parents yeah and i also saw how detrimental and unhappy that was making them to be um not secure with money Mm -hmm. that it it did i think has built a fear inside of me to be in a situation where i don't have money Mm -hmm. so like i think other people have a different relationship to money like i i I envy people who are like money comes and goes um because that is usually when people are rich that's their outlook on money Mm -hmm. like you know like uh they're like man fuck it you know i'll go into debt because i know i can take myself out of debt you know they live more life on like uh this like it's like an entrepreneur kind of mentality I don't have that because I am scared as shit of not having any of being broke mm-hmm. um, and then like not being able to afford rent and stuff because I don't know. I've been in a situation where the house has been foreclosed on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do not want to be in a situation again where like a house is foreclosed on. You know what I mean? And uh, like this is for sure not me shitting on my parents. They're very you know great people and always like, provided for me. And I never was out of a house and always had food on the table and yeah. had all that stuff. But they struggled to do it at times. Um, and that seemed stressful as hell to them. And like, mm. and I felt that stress as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I am extremely worried to like quit my job where I have a steady paycheck and benefits and stuff because I'm just like man. What if this doesn't work out? Like, where yeah. am I going to be? Am I going to have to move back in with my dad? I don't want to. I sure as fuck don't want to move back in with my family. I don't want. I'm more worried. Yeah. So, and I guess that kind of, like, stress, too, is, like, you all. It's not also. It's not fun being the one who's broke. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's nice being, like, you going out to dinner and be, like, don't worry about it. Like, I'll get the dinner. You mm. know what I mean? And, like, being able to have those nice. Being able to buy your friends presents and shit. Like, that all is very nice. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, but it's, like, at the end of the day. Well, I much more enjoy like my passion is comedy. You know what I mean? So like that's the shit I want to do. It's, I guess I would rather give up the securities of like salary job, that kind mm-hmm. of shit to actually be fulfilled and happy in my life. Yeah. Because I think that like the security I'm getting from it now will be like the security I will resent when I'm like 55. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's like that aspect of it. Um, As far as like, but that was where the worry comes into. Mm-hmm. So like my fear is to be stuck doing a, a job I don't necessarily want to be doing. And all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm 55 years old and I'm like, man, I haven't pursued anything I actually wanted to do with my yeah, life. Yeah, that's scary. The worry is pursuing the shit I want to do with my life yeah. and it not working out. And then I am in a position where I'm 55 working paycheck to paycheck. And um, I don't know. Yeah, fucking having to work just as hard as I am now or like, you know, being a barista at 55 or something like that. Like, I'm like, do I want that? Yeah. But it's, I think my real deep feeling is like, yeah, I would actually rather do that if it means I can still keep on doing comedy and like going up and doing it. But you there's all, some yeah. people that are happy with that. There's yeah. some people that are happy living a paycheck to paycheck, yeah. you know, like, yeah, they kind of like stress out. Where's the next meal going to come from? Where's all this stuff? But you know what? They're, they're happy sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's I mean, good for and them. Sometimes they I, I seem like way that. more better spirited. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're the nicer person. Yeah. They're more like, caring. Um, 
it's also to a thing too. I don't know if you like see this. I always feel like people who have less money are more generous in giving out their money. Yeah. Like I always see people who are like paycheck to paycheck give pe- like money to like, you know, unhoused people than I do see people who are like rich as shit. They don't want to give up their money. They're yeah. like, no, no, I worked for my money than my shit. I feel like, um, I don't know where that comes into play. That's just it's something I think about a lot. Um, is like how people's relationship is to money and how they feel about it. Um, but yeah, I do ultimately think that like, I guess I would rather give up. I don't know. It's a very hard thing. A part of me wants to have like a family, you know, like a mm-hmm. wife and kids. Um, um, but another part of me is like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the wife or kids mm-hmm. if I gave that up to not follow my dreams. Yeah. I'm going to resent them. Yeah. And I'm going to resent my life and I'm going to be unhappy. Um, so like, I think the way I should really think about it is there is no choice. Yeah. Either I pursue the shit I want to pursue and I don't make it and I do end up working a shitty job and like still trying to pursue that or I pursue the shit I want to do and it works out well and I can still have a family and like kids. Mm -hmm. But if I think if I don't try to pursue the stuff I want to pursue and I just work the job, I don't really want to work and then have the family. I'm going to like, I don't know. Yeah. Kill myself and the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole family. (laughs) obviously not but you know what i mean i'm just gonna yeah, resist yeah. everything you know, you I'll, probably, gotta, I'll probably start drinking again you know what i mean like it would it would be that i would just like i do not want to be in a position that's my fear i do not want to be in a position where i hate my life and like hate and, and and feel like i did not have the courage to pursue the stuff i wanted to pursue yeah, yeah. uh and i guess all three all three questions kind of can blend together some people have separate things and stuff but uh, what's something that you don't like about yourself? Oh, God. See, I tried to write a list for this, and I just ran out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is – my indecisiveness is a big thing in, that I dislike about myself. Um, my indecisiveness has always been a thing. Anyone who knows me on a any kind of personal level is aware of my indecisiveness. Um, and that comes into this, of this like – For sure. Should I pursue my dream? Should I not pursue my dream? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's difficult to make a decision. Not always. There has been some times in my life where it's like clear and I'm like, like for instance, when like I've actually decided I want to like end a relationship, it's like a hard end for me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I have to not really think about it. It's anytime I get broken up with, it's a hard end for me and also usually breaking up with someone. But that is less of a decisive move and, a, and more of like, I cannot take, I'm too insecure. Like I could, I don't understand when people like break up with some or someone, someone gets like broken up with uh-huh. and then they still like text that person at like 2 a.m. or like, you know, being like, no, can we hang out and get coffee and stuff? I can't do that because like I can't take that kind of uh, rejection from oh, someone. Yeah. You know, and, like yeah. it's so much to me. I'm like, fuck, I... If you don't want to hang out with me anymore, I'm sure as fuck not going to beg you to hang out with me because that feels, it makes me feel like such shit of being like, oh no, please hang out with me. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's not really a thing of indecisiveness. It's just like insecurity of being like, I can't ask for anyone's time if I don't think they want to give it to me. Um, But it's, uh, sorry, I kind of forgot the, 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 what I just like about myself. Yeah, this like indecisiveness of, um, yeah, of just being not being confident in my decision making and having faith in myself. Um, I guess of like what I dislike about myself is the fact that I dislike myself. That was like <laughs> the biggest thing. I, yeah. hate. I hate that I hate myself. Um, and it's ridiculous of like that's just an insecurity thing, like a social anxiety thing. And uh, 
I do have like anxiety, like pretty heavy anxiety. That's probably why I like to drink so much as well. But um, because it like definitely knocks that down a bit. Mm. Um, but like I I have the social anxiety of like it's not that I dislike it's not like a social anxiety of like introversion where I want to, I don't want to be around people. It's like I'm scared to be myself around people and like classic example of this is like in high school i was the guy who like you know if you brought up a movie and i didn't know the movie i would just act like i knew the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like oh yeah yeah i've seen that because i felt so embarrassed to be like no i haven't seen this movie even though there's two million movies out there and of course i haven't seen all of them yeah you brought up a reference and i feel like for you to like me and accept me i need to be like oh yeah i love that movie too yeah, greatest yeah, yeah. movie i've ever seen in my life <laughs> um and like that took conscious effort of me to get over that and to be like you know what i am just the person that i am i have my own interest and those yeah. interests are not any better or worse than any other's interests just who i am yeah. and also if i don't share that with people i'm never going to have a real friendship because they're not going to actually be friends with me they're going to be me friends of a mirror of themselves yeah. you know they're going to the person i'm faking to be yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like literally like here's a mirror of you do you like that okay i'll keep on being that person yeah. you know and like I, I i just got really tired of that and i was like but Oh, it's just like it's boring you know it's boring as fuck and like it's a lot of pressure too it's a lot of pressure and like you ultimately people will not like you because they know you don't know the movie you yeah. know what i mean they're like well okay well you say you like this movie and you can't reference anything in it are you just a boring ass motherfucker you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. it makes more sense to let them well first off you shut yourself out from new information mm-hmm. so like if someone's talking about something and you don't really know about it, but you want them to like you, so you act like you know about it, you learn nothing about that topic because mm-hmm. they just assume you know about it. You know what I mean? So now I will be like, actually, no, I don't know about that, but what is that? And then all of a sudden you learn that shit. And so the next time someone does reference it, you actually do know about it. Yeah. It's crazy how if you open up to people, you actually fucking grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I just didn't, I was so self-conscious and like so much hatred of myself of like being not accepted yeah. that like I wouldn't allow people to get to know me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes life boring um, and it makes your conversations with people boring. So like that's something I dislike of myself. I'm just like constantly feeling like I'm not enough mm-hmm. because like ultimately I am enough. What I need to get over is the fact that some people just aren't going to get along or like me because yeah. we're different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and that's fine. And it's fine. That, you, know? that would be yeah. a big fear. Like, everybody has to like me. I have to do everything so perfect because I need everybody to like me. Yeah. But there's so many people out there. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody has to like you. And it's okay. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to be that same way, especially, like, with sports. I like sports on a surface level. Mm-hmm. If you bring up stats, you bring up, you know, history. Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, I, I'm checked out. I like. <laughs> I'm the same way with sports. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but people get like so i was like how are you so into like all these other people's like numbers and like how mm-hmm. they do this stuff i like the seahawks because i like seattle i like the spurs because i'm in san antonio yeah anything else that's I it i don't yeah, know yeah. that's where that's where it ends for, with me yeah but people like get so hung up on, like and i used to be like oh yeah the, the stats and like try to keep up it's like fuck that yeah i don't care anymore it's like you're basing your interest on what other people will like. yeah um i, I like it then it feels like homework you know yeah I mean? it's like oh god i like it as an entertainment basis i like it as a surface level but other than that you know like i'm i'm checked out yeah but yeah. i used to be that same that same person like oh yeah 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 i know all the, i know all those numbers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like this bad <laughs> uh, just desire to be liked and uh it's exhausting yeah and, like it's fuck it's so tiresome and then it's also like 
what the fuck? It's like it comes into self-worth too mm-hmm. because it's like, why am I getting trying to get these people that I do not share interest with to like me so much? Yeah. Like, I don't even want to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, I just want them to like me. You know, like it's uh, it's crazy. Like yeah. it's like and it's gotten it can get you into like shitty situations too because all of a sudden you're doing stuff that you don't want to do <laughs> yeah. or like like doing you because worst, you just yeah. want to be the thing. I guess definitely came into play with like um you know getting into bad shit during high school you know what i mean like everyone you know is around doing drugs or something like that you're like i want to be like too i'm gonna do it you know know, like everything inside of you is like you don't want to do that you know know, like it's like that kind of shit it's just like having this such low self-worth that like i'm not worthy enough to hang out with to be around these people let me make them like me and then all of a sudden you're doing a bunch of shit you don't want to do yeah Um, for sure yeah uh well, cool, man. Uh, this was a great uh, episode. How do you feel? You feel I feel good. Yeah, feel yeah, good? yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks again for sharing. Uh, replugs, anything you got to promote? Anything? Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at, at Freckle or, or Twitter at Freckle Garbage. And then I got, I usually post all my stuff on there. So if you do want to come out and see me do stand up, you can, you can see it on the Instagram for sure. Cool. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Thank you. Ladies. I had fun. Thank you.